What's up, guys? It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Beautiful Sunday. Nobody's mowing right now. Currently, at this moment, <laughs> you know, pre-apologize if, if it happens. For the noises <laughs> and the races that are happening outside. It could happen. It's 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 a bustling, busy downtown Toka, so lawnmowers like to race. <laughs> <laughs> and the smoke's got to go somewhere, guys, so we got to yep. open the door. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome to Reforming Manhood. The podcast we talk life from a Christian male perspective. My name's Trev Cowan. I'm too sweet. No, 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 no. Oh, you don't like that? You could at least sound cool when you say it. Oh, sorry. My name's Trev Cowan. <laughs> I'm too sweet. <laughs> it felt like one of those. I got him out of Oklahoma. <laughs> you know the videos I'm talking about. My name's Trev Cowan. Texas Tech. Guns up. <laughs> it's Wreckham. <laughs> Wreckham. <laughs> My name's Too Sweet, Trevor Cowan. Too Sweet. <laughs> I hate that guy. What? Dude, I just did your thing. I at least made you sound cool. You right never once... Oh, my God. You're the worst. And I outworsted you, so you're welcome. Fine, I'm Mike White. I'm the Mr. Preacher. What's that you thing can't do that? It's 2023. It's 2023. You can't do that. Uh, Who's your preacher? Listen, we're going to get canceled. Uh, and I don't want to get canceled because of your stupid for, jokes. I want to get canceled for our theology. Nobody even saw that. But they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> Just for a, those who didn't know, he did the... Uh, retarded hand over your dark. heart. <laughs> no, you cross on the line. <laughs> why, why is it okay for you... For you to make fun of me, for for you to pretend to be me, but the one time I pretend to be you, I've crossed the line. I've never done that. You've always pretended to be me. Well, I it's have, kind of your thing. People but I've are never like, made fun of you for it. I you know how many how many texts I, I try get? to make you sound cool. I get it all the time. Hey, I'm I'm just glad he let you do the open without being an idiot this week. Thanks, buddy. Try again. <laughs> You've never gotten a text, dude. I'll show you the text. And I'm Jamie. <laughs> Check of all trades. Hinojosa. Glad to be here. <laughs> oh, it is a beautiful day, though. <laughs> it is a good day. Spring's here. It's not quite summer. It's, it's nice. kind of summer outside. Super nice. Mm, it's nice. Come on. It's a little warm. It's a little warm. Uh, I want to live somewhere that is 69 degrees year-round, just a light breeze. Why 69? Why 69? Because it it's be, not quite why 70. Why can't it be 70? Because 70 is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, but it, it can be seven. It can be eighty on no. the beach. On the beach, that's different. eighty on the beach. You got that nice breeze from the yeah, ocean coming yeah, in to yeah. cool it down. Clears out the sinuses. Yeah, you remember that time you almost died? No, Joby almost died. We've already told that story on here. <laughs> you just watched him. Sorry, I couldn't save him. It's like I could swim out there and get him. Why not? Can't you swim? Bye, Joby. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> You can't swim? No. Hope you find not dad. Dog paddle? I can... I, Front crawl? Backstroke? Breaststroke? I, you could have floated. To Butterfly? Me. If 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 uh, if uh, the ocean were to take me out, yeah. I'd be out. I'd be gone. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't be able to save myself. Undertow is going to be your undoing. Gotcha. Hope I have a life jacket. <laughs> just, just kick your little kickers. <laughs> To tell the kids, I hope a shark. I hope a shark just eats me before I get too far out and die, because I would hate to die from exposure. 
Dude, have you seen the videos about people splashing and, and sharks turning to that? No. Yeah. It's this girl. She's not that big. She's like 5'3", you know, 115 pounds or whatever. And she's, she's saying how if you, if you go vertical, a shark sees how big you are, especially if you have fins, and they're like, okay, I'm not going to chew on this. But when you're, you know, horizontal, even with the water, they don't see you as that big, and they're going to they're going to taste you. They're going to see. Well, what that's you taste good like. to know. Yeah. You know what? If I ever get sucked out in the ocean, go horizontal. Let the sharks yeah. take me. If you have the body of a seal like me, don't swim in shark. Just the, water. Yeah, the body of a seal. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. If I get sucked out into the ocean, I'm laying horizontally, going, ar, 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 <laughs> hoping that they hoping that they bite. Let's just end this. <laughs> Well, it's been a productive episode. Uh, you guys, uh, don't forget to uh, sign up for the podcast. <laughs> where, where are we? What, what are we doing today? Uh, let's let's start right. with what you're smoking. What you're smoking, and then we'll get into it. We did not make the song again this week, but... What you smoking? What you smoking? I've got a factory smoke, Drew Estate. This is just the uh, the uh, regular factory smoke, Maduro. Um, and I'm in the first third of it, and it's delicious. Um, it just... Uh, Super smooth draw so far, and it's not going to get. You can't go wrong with factory smooth, dude. They're three dollar buy. Two, this one's two dollars because it's not sweet. So two dollar buy. I'm going to review these things a lot, guys. <laughs> but this is not a sweet. So this is a new review. This is this Maduro. So it's the dark brown, and uh, I don't know. It's earthy. It. Yeah, it's a, it's a plenty, girthy little. Plenty, plenty of cigar here, man. <laughs> plenty of cigar. I mean, it didn't have the girth of an R2 unit, but it's still pretty big. <laughs> What are you smoking? Ooh. I'm smoking a factory smoke also, hmm. but factory smoke shade. Hmm. Not as girthy, but it's their uh, Connecticut. Pretty sure this is the Toro. If I were betting, that's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, I think like. I saw. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yep. Toro shade. It's their Connecticut cigar. We've so told y'all before. Factory smokes are just delicious. Yep. They're good cigars. They're super cheap. Yep. My humidor is full of them. Yep. And so, like Mike, I might be reviewing them often. Get used to it. But this is this one I have not smoked for the podcast, I don't believe. Right. It's the light brown, Connecticut. It's nice. Yep. What you smoking, Jamie? Well, I, I took a cue from last week's review from Trevor and got myself a little Camacho, mm. Connecticut leaf, uh, light brown color. It's, yeah. it, it knocks again. It's knocking on the not door. kicking huh? down the door. Huh. It is smooth. I That's like it so far. This gentleman, huh? I usually don't <laughs> listen to Trevor or what he says, but this time I did, and I'm glad I did. Glad you did. He knows his cigars. You're welcome. And, and he's never steered me wrong on... Uh, he's a true man. On tacos, except for that one time. Actually, it was two times on tacos. No. One time, you tried to sneak mushrooms no. in my tacos. Oh, yeah. And another Who time... Who does no, that? I wasn't, Why would you do no, that? No, 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 <laughs> Who puts mushrooms no, in a... No, It's a fungus. No, taco. In the same no. category as my athlete's foot. No. <laughs> First of all, okay, go ahead. I also don't like mushrooms. Okay, but we had made an agreement when we go to Torchies, we're going to get the trashy trailer park and we're going to get the taco of the month. The taco of the month that month had mushrooms on it. That's so not I'm my out. fault. So I'm out. That's not my fault. I stuck with my agreement. He did not. That's who, not a taco. That's but, a wrap. Who who regretted it? It tasted like wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was a disgusting taco. Yeah, mushrooms are like dog noses. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Here we go. <laughs> All right, I let's. Never this is week two, last week of our book club, and then we're going to get back to the 1689. And so let's uh, let's dive in to uh, book review, book recommendations. Jamie, what you got? 
Um, I have another one from my uh, favorite superhero, R.C. Sproul. And uh, this one's called Everyone is a Theologian. So it's another theology book. And uh, in the book, <clears throat> he argues that, uh, that everyone, whether they realize it or not, it, it's a theologian, and that uh, theology is not just the domain of uh, academics or, or clergy or anything, but something that everyone engages in, uh, whether they realize it or not. And the book is, is uh, kind of structured around uh, uh, several key theological, con- theological concepts, uh, like the nature of God, the person of Christ, and doctrine of salvation. Um, and he, he goes through these in detail. Anyway, the main theme of the book is, is the importance of having correct understanding of theology. Um, you know, I'm not trying to uh, speak bad of Catholic people, but I know a lot of them that have no clue what's in the Bible. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who aren't Catholic who are just content to just listen to what they're told and not yeah. question anything. And so... Uh, Sproul asserts it's, it's very important to know theology, even if you're not yep. a preacher or a teacher. Yeah, so this is this is a working man's theology book, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. is this is this isn't the you know three thousand page theology book that I had in college that I had to learn. This is a sm- much smaller version, of something you can you know wrap your head around, um, right. even though it's still going to be a stretch. Right, and that's good. As a teacher myself, as a as an elder, I have to be able to call Mike out on his BS. I, I, I he do. He does produce a lot of BS. It happens. I kid. I kid. It happens. No, not me. No, I'm no. serious. I know you're serious. Straight and spewing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Apparently, that's how this day is going to be. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, do this we, is our life now. Do we close this before we start elder session? <laughs> or... I'm kidding. Mike only has a little BS, but it's, it happens. it's funny. It's happens funny BS. It's a good book. I recommend it. And then, like, like Sproul says, I mean, we, we all need to be theologians when it comes to the doctrine of God or theology because there's a lot of crap out there. Yeah. And uh, once you start learning it, boy, your spidey senses really pick up yeah. when, when you start hearing the stuff. And, I think it's Chandler who said something like, uh, the hardest people to convert are people who think they're already Christians, mm. um, and so you you begin to be able to delineate <laughs> who am I talking to here? Mm. Someone who claims to be a Christian or someone who is actually regenerate? And know? even when you're listening to Caleb or something, oh, listening man. to songs and stuff, you I, really I, start picking up on that bad theology. And I tell you what, it makes you not listen to Caleb. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I, I never listen to that. Anymore. I listen to. Uh, I get better theology from uh, my country music stations than i do from caleb so i it's not even on my list anymore nope it's sorry about you quit putting quit putting elevation church in bethel on there and i'll come back but yeah i just put it shane and shane and put on repeat there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right so again that was um what was it called again everybody's everybody a theologian rc sproul everybody's a theologian good good book check it out trev what is your recommendation mine is not one Book. That's rude. But seven. seven. Seven books. Goodness, the overachiever. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. cool, uh, cool. Chronicles of Narnia. Dude. Uh, all of them. All of them. Read all yep. of them. C.S. Lewis is the best. He's my other hero. Mm. Um, I read them when I was in Vietnam in my downtime. Mm-hmm. And uh, where were you? Vietnam. 
Via freaking Nam. Oh, there it is. Now <laughs> uh, I know where that is. Okay, I know Sorry, where that geographically, is. I couldn't find it on the map, and then you said, you said it right, and I found it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fun reading those. Those are kind of, I, I didn't used to be really into fantasy style books like that. Yeah. Um, but here lately, I've been getting into them quite a bit. And it was kind of Chronicles of Narnia that started that. I might have another one for you by the end of the summer. I've heard. Why do you say it like that? I've I'm heard. Saying, I've heard. I've heard. No, no, no. You said it. You didn't say I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. I didn't mean for it to come out. There that was way. tone, right? I yeah. didn't mean for it to come okay. out. Okay. Right. Well, this, Sorry, this, I didn't know we had this, tone police over here. This whole no, no. podcast started out with tone, so I know. <laughs> you started it with your tone. Mine was hilarious. Honey, Gigi, Gigi, Karen. I'm a little girl. Welcome. <laughs> Wreck that em. was you starting the tone. So that was hilarious, and you know, <laughs> I think you're more mad about me being funny than you are about what I said. Let's be honest; you don't like to be out funnied. <laughs> uh, All right, so Krogs and Narnia. If you've not heard about them, what give us the elevator pitch for Krogs and Narnia? <clears throat> um, so, like Jamie said, it's written by C.S. Lewis. Um, Chronicles of Narnia takes place in this other land, mostly, mostly that. These children find on the other side of a wardrobe. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of debate about which order people should read them in. I read them in in order. Written order or? In in order order. In the order that God created them in? No. no. Oh, in, their, in the book world's chronological order. Yeah, chronological order. I read them in that order when I read through them the first time. Yeah. Because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. And then I found out later there's all this controversy... Because you want to read them in release order, which starts with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I started with The Magician's Nephew, which is actually probably my favorite. Okay. So, um, and it, that was the th- third or fourth one written? Uh, the Magician's Nephew wasn't written until later, but I don't remember how much later. Okay. But it was, it was, it was way later. Um, but the reason I liked it so much is because it's kind of the origin of Narnia, and you see Aslan kind of. He's things singing about. things into creation, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then, um, whenever the, whenever Jadis, the white witch comes in, um, to the picture, uh, the animals catch word that there's sin in Narnia. And so they're walking around trying to figure out what sin is. It's kind of a funny little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they've never heard of it before. Innocent, and they yeah. think it's another creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like, we have to find the sin creature. <laughs> it's far worse than that. It's fixed to be winter for a long time and never Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh it's just a bunch of different stories once you get past uh i guess once you get past uh voyage of the don treader it kind of you're following different characters into narnia yeah um until you get to the last battle where aslan creates everything new yeah yeah so good book uh what do you call those allegories right yeah yeah christian allegory yeah, I, would, I would say so yeah fantasy um whole another world Kind of stuff. Good, great, great read. Why does our average listeners? Yeah, it's classic. What? Why do they need them? Why do they need them? If they haven't, they put it off. They made it this long without reading Narnia. Why do they need it now in their you know twenties, thirties? Um, I think it's. Uh, I think it was Doug Wilson talks about. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was him. He has a quote. Might have been uh, uh, Chesterton, but he says. Uh, Children don't need to be told that dragons exist. They already know that they do. They need to be told that dragons can be slayed. Mm. Um, yeah, it's Chesterton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know 
Doug Wilson quotes him a lot, so yeah, doesn't surprise me. But um, yeah, the, when you read something like Narnia, or when you read something even like Lord of the Rings, things mm-hmm. like that, which I would say is like adult Narnia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you read you read those books, and it kind of creates this uh, childlike awe and wonder, mm-hmm. and also this uh, I don't know, kind of this battle ready kind of attitude. mentality okay. mentality yeah yeah there's evil preparing out there. to yeah. fight evil good cool cool um do you think you need to be a theologian to read them i'm as rc Sproul says everybody's a theologian <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean i don't i don't think you need to be a theologian to no, read they them, were written for kids but there's there's theology in there yeah definitely yeah. theology yeah some rough theology at points sometimes but, it's yeah. Yeah, Could not use- theology like the shack theology. That's horse. Yeah, yeah. you know it's called the shack. Or- yeah, yeah. I wouldn't read that. Yeah. Do not recommend that book. I didn't read that book. I just read the people's obliterating of it. I I started it, listening to it. Yeah, on a trip with Laura, and I had to turn it off. Blasphemy made you stop it. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. <laughs> I just I- had the terrible feeling in my stomach, like I wanted to throw up, and so, and because. I knew some theology. Yeah, I was able to catch that and not see it as theology. Mm, that's it's, good. It's the worst. All right, my book recommendation um, is going to be. I'm going to take a little bit different route um, than Narnia, but is good. This is a following God fully by Joel Beek, and there's someone else in it, Michael Reeves, maybe someone else. It's got several several names on there. But uh, this was a, it's an introduction to the Puritans. Mm. I thought it was great because I, I don't have, I'm not like Trev who's, who's read all of these Puritans. I've got, I don't know, five Spurgeon books and I've started five books and finished zero books, right? <laughs> uh, and he's not even Puritan, you know what I mean? Um, and so um, these guys, their stuff, it's, it's deep waters as you, as you listeners know who are, who are theological giants. This is Deep Waters, and this is an introduction to them, and I just loved it, because instead of the, think of it this way, when you see the drawings of, of these Puritans, they're always somber and serious and pilgrim looking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this gave you like a caricature of them, like at Six Flags, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. here's their big head, and they're smiling, and they're, here are the things they did, you know? And so... I really, really enjoyed that. I can, I can hang my hat on, you know, John Owens. I can hang my hat on these different Puritans and the things they did and, and be able to say, man, that was, that was good. I don't know everything about them, but now I know enough to, that I want to go read more. You know what I mean? And that Following God Fully book, it had an interesting deal where it kind of looked at like a topic of theology, right? It kind of had like a topic of theology. Yeah. And then and how, then, how this guy was part of that. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, back to the caricature analogy. This is this is these are the guys who drove airplanes, and you know, there's yeah. the airplane, there's them driving an airplane, um, and so whatever the theology was. So I really thought it was a good little read. It was it was on my level, so it was something I could do while working out, um, walking, whatever. Little short chapters too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All, all in all, I, I, the the listener, the audible, it's like five hours. Um, so something you could do an hour a day for a week if you wanted, or. An hour a week and get it done in five weeks. However, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Follow God fully. Joel Beak and Michael Reeves. Introduction to the Puritans. Um, again, just to, it. That's it in a nutshell. It's an intro, introduction to the Puritans. You can know more about these guys. Um, no, get a little highlight snippet and then say, okay, thumbnail that. I'm coming back to that guy later. You know, and um, probably, an in, as they're introducing these, you can say, that's something I'd like to learn more about. Yep. And like, put yeah, a pin you know what? I think I do want to listen to Thomas Watson talk about how horrible of a Christian I am and yeah. make myself cry. Let's do that. I, I need some more of that in my life. Yeah. Paul Washer didn't make me feel bad enough. Let's yeah. go to somebody Let's from go. 500 yeah. years ago that made me feel Let's terrible. Let's read about it. And then, then he can be talking about me while I'm clapping. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed that part about it. The, the, just kind of the quick overview of Puritans. It did a good job of, of trying to redefine Puritans. I think in our culture, a lot of times Puritan people think they're stuffy. Scarlet they're, letter, yeah. stuck up. Yeah, those are Victorians, not Puritans. Yeah. And they, they they delineate very well in there. And so, again, just a good little read. I highly recommend it. Puritans are Joel Beakey's thing. Yeah, dude, it's, it's good theology. Um, also, just a quick little good little overview of some solid theology. So check it out. Um Following God fully, introductions to Puritans, Joel Beakey. Hmm. All right, Jamie, book two, what do you got, sir? Uh, this one's not a theological book. This one's more of a, a self-help book for men. Okay. Uh, it's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Mm. Uh, it was written by Dr. Robert Glover, who's a psychotherapist and relationship coach. And he, uh, he, uh, he wrote this book because he, he, he'd have, um, men's groups that uh, he did therapy with and he started seeing a pattern of, of these men uh, being nice guys mm-hmm. this book he argues that uh, men have been socialized to believe that, uh, that being nice and, and pleasing others and avoiding conflict and all that and are, are the, that uh, supposed to be the key to success and happiness however it often leads to frustration resentment and and lack of fulfillment, and uh, he encourages men to, to break free uh, from this nice guy syndrome. And uh, this book is, is, is structured around several uh, key themes, such as identifying and overcoming, you know, self-limiting beliefs and setting healthy boundaries and embracing vulnerability. And he provides exercises uh, and examples, um, you know, for men to, to implement and uh, even, you know, get their... Wives or even, uh, he suggests having other men to be accountable to, to kind of help you through this. And when she was reading it, I was like, this dude wrote this book exactly for me. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> you are it Mr. Was very, nice Guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, this is stop provoking and, and it's a practical guide for men who want to break free from that nice guy constraint and, uh, embrace their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And it provides inside, you know, strategies for, for building healthy relationships, setting boundaries. Cool. Having a more fulfilling life. What, uh, what, what one, one take home that you were like, oh crap, he's talking about me. I got to do that. Uh, the thing that really hit me hard and, and the thing that he mentions a lot is that the reason men are nice guys is because as children, they didn't have their needs met Mm. in, in, in a healthy way. I come from a broken family, alcoholic father, divorce, you know, things like that. So I saw myself, he was just like talking to me. These these men grow up 
like this and in order to to uh, survive you know they they become the nice guy they become the mm. person who pleases in order to maintain peace and, and not have any conflict in a very chaotic home and so and that affects you in yeah. the future with your future relationships and instead of feeling fulfilled you end up being resentful yeah because you're a doormat and, right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you tend to do passive aggressive things mm. um, so anyways it's 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 one of those books that uh, that exposes who you are and your behaviors and and um, gives you good practical exercises to work on those things to have a more fulfilling relationships and, and a life that isn't just about pleasing others but making sure your needs are met sweet it's cool good book. cool good book. healthy manhood good Good, good. What was it again? No More Mr. Nice Guy? No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. All right. Cool. Trev, what's your next book recommendation? Uh, mine goes along with my first one. Um, Hang on. So you, you recommended seven. Yeah. Now you need something else to go with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it one of the C.S. Lewis Space tri- Trilogies? Or I haven't what? read it yet. I have it. Uh, Own it. But Own I it. read it. Read it? Never. <laughs> Uh, maybe one day, but I do have okay. that. But no, that's not what this is. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is uh, Live Like Narnians by Joe Rigney. Mm. Um, so basically what he does in the book um, is uh, he takes each chapter and he kind of uses each chapter to look at the book and see how are Narnians living. And he does not go in order of books. He goes in release order. Mm-hmm. Um and so he looks at like the best example I can think of in the book. He talks about uh, he talks about in Narnia how they party mm-hmm. um, and how they enjoy just being around one another and the camaraderie. Um, that was one that really stuck out to me um, because they're feasting and they're they're drinking wine and they're singing and playing music and having a good time. Yeah, and kind of he's like, this is this is part of what it look means to live like a Narnian, like. When we are Christians, we should live like this. We should enjoy one another, hmm. um, and uh, and that was one of the that was one of my favorite one of my favorite chapters that he looked at. And I don't remember which book he was looking at in that. Yeah, but uh, it's definitely not something to read along with the books. Just after you finish, after you're done with it, yeah. or something to prepare you for if you're going to read those books, like with your children. Yeah, um, he talks about that. Like, read this. So that as you're reading these books with your children, you then have something to talk about. Yeah, as you come across the party, you mm-hmm. talk about them. This is why we party. This is yeah. this is a good thing. Yeah. Um, Trevor, huh? do you live like a Narnia? I sure try to. <laughs> he, 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 he's a lot of the reason we celebrate, if we're honest. <laughs> like, hey, we should have a party. Trevor's not wrong. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, but there's other principles in there, right? Be yeah, ready I mean, for war. Yeah, ready for war. Um, yeah. Just preparing for um, what do they call it in Narnia? Uh, the land to the east is what they call it. Aslan's oh, land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aslan's things land. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different stuff like that that he looks at. Yeah, it's a, and then it's there's this, beyond us. Yeah. There's this cool. There's this cool thing at the end of the book, um, especially if you're listening to it uh, on uh, Canon Plus. The it gets to the end of the book. And he has an interview, and it's uh, it's an interview from Mr. Thomas to Joe Rigney. Really? Yeah. And so you get to the end of the book, and it's 
all of these controversial questions surrounding C.S. Lewis and Narnia. Hmm. And it's Mr. Thomas asking Joe Rigney what he thinks about these different things. Huh, interesting. So, like, why? Like, one of the questions he asks is, "Why do you think? Why do you think Lewis had uh, had the Talmarian soldier get into Aslan's country at the end of the book?" Hmm. And uh, so he talks about that. That's cool. Different things. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool little book. Just kind of a author's commentary or something. You know, a commentary on a commentary. Yeah. 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 And, cool. it's, and it's short. Yeah. It's not like it's that long. Yeah. And he just has a few little principles that he pulls from each one of the books or from a couple of different books. Yeah. As he's kind of going through the through his book. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was, it was a good yeah. read. Oh, did you finish that one? Yeah. 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 yeah it was good. Yeah. It was fun. Sweet. And again, that was uh, Live Like Narnians by Joe... Joe Rigney. Joe Rigney. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. My final recommendation. Um, this is... I'm not sure a lot of people heard about this, but I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's definitely far from from my last recommendation of Puritans. This is called the... The book I recommend is The Cloak of the Light. This is a novel by Chuck Black. It's actually a trilogy, and uh, it's an adventure book... Um, Long story short, um, there is a guy who gets in an, in an accident that had to do with light. They're trying to speed up the speed of light. Um, it works, but the machine blows up and it affects his eyes. Now, because angels are called beings of light, he can actually see angels and demons. Here's the twist. He doesn't know Jesus. He is lost as a goose. So he thinks they're aliens. Um, and so, um, it's a great book. Um, the last one gets a little dispensational, but, um, still it's a trilogy. The first one you will love. The second one is almost a retelling of the first one with some, uh, some, some, uh, what do they call it? Uh, creative liberties done on, um, other scenarios where angels were involved, the fall of man, Babylon, um, Noah, those kinds of things. It's, it's a complete creative license, right? Mm. Um, but um, super, super cool. But it, within the breaks of that, it retells basically the first one um, from from different perspectives of what God is doing in the unseen when that person's not even seeing it. So anyways, well-written, good, fun adventure. Um, heroes you love, villains you hate, and uh, and lots of uh, like this, this, you know, fantasy christian genre you know hmm. um so super super cool fun adventure i highly recommend it like i said the last one gets a little dispensational for me um but still fun read i know nothing about that book no i've only ever heard you talk about it chuck black does these uh series that's kind of his thing his the, the one he was known for before this one i don't remember what it's called but it was a like a like a knight's tale kind of a thing um, and so, again, he's weaving these Christian themes within this, the story of whatever the knights and the dragons are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so good, good stuff. Um, all fun fantasy stuff. But I, I tried his other one, his next one, which was, uh, like something about space. And I was like, nah, I'm not digging it. Why is that I, everybody's next thing? I don't know. I'm not going to do that on my book, too. <laughs> <laughs> Your book? Do you have a book? It's coming out soon, probably by the end of the summer. Our friends can can purchase it probably on Amazon. I'll let you know when it's out. Shameless plug. What's it called? What do we look for? Uh, it'll be called um, the 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 title's still a uh, still my editor is deciding on it or not or helping me decide on it. Um, but right now it's uh, VR Chronicles, um, and uh, 
when IRL becomes when VR becomes IRL. <laughs> so, um, kind of like a Narnia story. Four boys getting sucked into a video game and have to do the battle and fight their way out. <clears throat> um, lots of theology in there, um, woven in it, and learning about the cost of sin and atonement and fighting bad guys with swords and magic and it's fun i like it sounds like a good time you're looking for it all right all right again guys go to our <coughs> facebook group performing manhood let's hear your book reviews or book recommendations um don't forget to like share subscribe to our podcast and leave a review all right next week we're back on the 1689 uh Chapter five, six, chapter seven, seven, chapter seven. That's right. I think it's seven. Yeah, chapter seven. We're getting after it. So bring your theology hats. We're getting on it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. My name is Mike White. I'm the Lucha Preacher. I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And I am Jamie. No more Mr. Nice Guy Hinojosa. <laughs> <laughs> you guys be sweet. Show Jesus later. See ya. Later.